The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests as individuals and do not necessarily reflect those of advertisers or sponsors. This show is intended as entertainment and commentary only. The producers strive for verisimilitude, but nothing said on this podcast should be taken as fact by the listener or viewer without performing due diligence. While generally considered safe for work by way of content, some language may be considered offensive by more sensitive viewers or listeners. Existence, the physical universe, is basically playful. There is no necessity for it whatsoever. It isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that it ought to arrive at. How you doing, everybody? It's Andy, the producer. Um, this episode starts off a little bit weird and behaves a little bit weird all the way throughout. Ty was not available to do the recording uh, with me, Dr. Mark, and Chris, but Ty and I had an opportunity to talk with each other beforehand, and um, we focus on one of Ty's very favorite topics. So the first uh, third of this episode is just me and Ty, but then we switch over to me, Chris, and Dr. Mark, and at times it appears that Ty is there, but he's really not. If you kind of want to understand a little bit better, go head over to YouTube at the link in the description and see the whole episode. But uh, otherwise, it's a weird one. Don't be surprised because it's us. Keep your hat on, folks. We may end up miles from here. All right, let's get into the show. Ezekiel saw the wheel. This is the wheel he said he saw. These are unidentified flying objects that people say they are seeing now. Are they proof that we are being visited by civilizations from other stars? Or just what are they? The United States Air Force began an investigation of this high strangeness in a search for the truth. What you are about to see is part of that 20-year search. You know, uh, one of the things I want to bring up to you, dude, uh, since we're talking, is did you see the latest UFO news? Yeah, yeah, see, see, did you, now, which, I'm not going to sit here, see, 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 no, I'm not doing that. I am <laughs> sitting here going, this is very interesting. And, no, it is. It is very you know, the, interesting. The one that I'm talking about, of course, is the, the supposed whistleblower right. um, who right. came in and said, We've got material. We've got, and we've had it for a while. We have yeah. material of extraterrestrial origin. Now that lawyer is saying that there are quite possibly uh, more, what did he say, non-human uh, spacecrafts in, in the U.S., um, in U.S.'s custody. Yeah, in the government's custody, but this was really cool because one of the things that I heard was it distorts time and space. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Yeah. Who so did you hear that from? That's that's uh, uh that that lawyer or that whistleblower is is. 
saying that, uh, apparently in, in front of Congress. Well, we, we've got a lot of stuff in the news going on by way of Congress. So, um, <laughs> but with, I, I without mean, getting political, I start the future on that. Right. And I start to think, huh, if they really do have a ship that distorts time and space, all these UFOs that we're seeing, I mean, because let's face it, the military technology is at least 20 years ahead of anything that we have. Well, Yes. And so if they have this, maybe they've already begun or have completed reverse engineering and are playing with it, testing it out. And that's why we see these lights in the sky. And then the U.S. government says, oh, no, no, nothing to see here. Oh, no. What are you talking about? Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm in this weird place with it all where. As as a physics nerd, oh brain, no penis. I I, I still have a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of trouble thinking that any life form. We always say, oh, far more advanced than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what would be far more advanced than we are in my mind, as far as an alien civilization goes, one that doesn't pollute their own environment and blow themselves up in astronomy circles that's referred to as the the great filter effect that if you get past that you obviously are an advanced civilization we haven't even gotten past that yet as monkeys but um knowing what i know the limited amount that i know about physics which is more than the average bear but certainly not as much as a bear who does this for a living um i just find it really hard to get my head around Anything biological going faster than the speed of light. Don't worry. All together. Hey, baby. All together. And to throw on top of that pile, any kind of technology that would warp the fabric of space and time that would not catastrophically interact with sentient beings that were using that technology. Um you know the the whole interstellar thing from from the movie where if you're warping the fabric of space and time you need to have a a bubble surrounding whatever craft you're in and the sheer amount of energy required to make a bubble that would withstand the the incredible effects of time dilation we're we're getting to the point where we need uh, a star trek heisenberg compensator which of course is this wonderful MacGuffin that they use once, you know, Star Trek went, oh, there's this thing called the Heisenberg uncertainty principle that would totally screw up our storyline. And then a writer says, then we have a Heisenberg compensator. That's what that is, you know. Um, uh, Where my mind goes with this is I don't think they're of extraterrestrial origin. I think what they are are advanced projects done by i and i won't even say militaries the nazis the government certain governments circa 1933 1934 which is a good thing to point to because it does show that certain governments certain you know they were researching this stuff where my mind goes is people 
like how do you do oh uh, <laughs> allow me to introduce myself uh, my name is coyote while e coyote uh, I am a genius by trade. Elon Musk. But not Elon Musk. I'm thinking of other governments not on our not in our hemisphere. Uh, and uh, that they've been throwing some things up. There's a lot of because the big linchpin for me here is this material science, because in order for any kind of craft, I guess I'll say, mm -hmm. to withstand some of these physical limitations, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, they need to have material science that is far, far ahead of our own. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at you, China. Uh, I'm interested in stuff like uh, certain governments that rain over a lot of sand <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because and one of the great examples that we just went through is this chinese balloon mm -hmm. you know the and, and then suddenly it's not just one balloon oh we've been tracking four or five of these balloons oh wait a minute there's apparently a balloon force somewhere on earth there, and there, yeah this and and more importantly this stuff has been happening for quite some time exactly uh, and the government our government is well aware of what's going oh, on but, but we didn't say anything about it because we didn't want to cause a panic right that's that's the the blast shield to well, the story it's not I don't, I don't know that i agree about the panic thing but i well, that's do their excuse for keeping it under wraps keeping it quiet for diplomatic purposes that is the thing that I'll give even more weight to. You know, we're in this we're in this uncomfortable stalemate, this 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 new cold war. Mm -hmm. Um and it's a technological and intellectual cold war. Yeah. And yeah, you 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 don't want to be so vocal about it that it causes you problems that you'll need, that diplomats will have to clean up in order for the grain to keep going back and forth. Yeah. Or or that, you know, your company will keep making us microwaves and television sets, you know, things right. like that, right? right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm definitely going with the Occam's razor situation here because the the alternative the belief in extraterrestrial intelligence here in our neck of the woods as it were is such a leap that i just have a feeling that there is a more local and a simpler explanation that we kind of collectively want to look past because we want aliens to be real. That I mean, in terms of going back to what, what you were saying about physics and science and all that good stuff. Hey, what up, science bitches? Uh, as much as I believe in that stuff, maybe we don't know as much as we think we know. Well, and I'm kind of baking that in to my view of it. I mean, no, the, the, the number one tenet of science is to be okay with not knowing things. Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. To use that as a stepping stone towards greater knowledge and understanding. But when you look at the laws of thermodynamics, when you look at the, as you know, we understand them. Well, but that's just it. 
The laws of thermodynamics essentially are the ceiling to understanding because they can't be, there can't be more to understanding the laws of thermodynamics. We've got three laws that govern every single thing about the universe. We have repeatedly proven these laws to be laws, not theories, laws. And so those are the guardrails. Those are, you know, that's what we can count on. Right. Where there's room for wiggle, is in things like, you know, it is theoretically possible to move either faster than the speed of light or near the speed of light by somehow controlling the fabric of space-time, where you have a, uh, a field projected in front of a craft that and a field projected behind a craft that allow it to move through relative space at a great at a uh, a super luminal speed a speed greater than light because you know light only travels light travels at 186,000 miles per second in this part of space and time right in a vacuum yeah. that's un, unarguable but if you change the parameters of space-time, which we understand does happen in the universe, we see that all the time with things like gravitational lensing, uh, where we can see a galaxy behind another galaxy because of the, the, the effect of gravity from the galaxy in between us bending the light around it so that we see the schmear of something behind it. Um, you know, uh, or or things like obviously black holes, neutron stars, and their effect on their local area, things like that. We know this does happen. The amount of energy required to affect, I mean, we're talking about effects that are created by a black hole. And we're assuming that some intelligent life has the ability to concentrate the uh, the amount of energy of an entire solar system or galaxy into i don't know some weird little doodad and and scoot around the universe that way i just don't see that it's i just don't see that it's practical question that's coming up for me right now is <clears throat> so we've always you know uh um heard about how the governments for the longest time didn't want us to let us know that these things were, didn't want to acknowledge that these things were going on and and there are there are some theorists out there that say well the government's not letting us know about these aliens because it would send us into a panic i mean it would throw our observation of our and our understanding of religion right out the door right mm -hmm. But more importantly, what I'd never had thought about until our discussion just now was what happens if that turns everything we know scientifically on its ear? And, you know, that's been that's been a subject used in science fiction of all flavors for ages. And I guess it's true. Uh, and by true, I mean Obviously, if that were to be the case, it would be a, an epoch-changing moment in the yeah. arc of human history. And we would have to stop and rethink everything at that point. Th which is also true. But it always, I always come back around to this. 
And this is very Douglas Adamsy of me, and I'm going to totally cop to that, right? Sweet. In my mind, we are just not that fucking interesting. You know, as as a race, as a species, yeah, we're fascinating to to bacteria. You know, um, we're we're a whole universe to bacteria. Uh, my cat finds me amusing every once in a while, but if I were a, I find you amusing every once in a while. Well, yeah, bless your heart, son. Um, if I were an alien race. Looking around for people to, to, or looking around for life to interact with, man, it wouldn't be us, you know. Well, you know, and that's and that's. I think that's seriously. You're going to travel. You're going to traverse the entire galaxy to come look at a bunch of monkeys who can't even agree that uh, an uh, that an election was real. I mean, <laughs> you know, well, unless, yeah, you, unless you're showing up to save our asses from we're ourselves. Assuming. Right. We're making these uh, 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 assumptions with our ego. Right. That somebody would come down and visit us. No, they wouldn't come down and visit us. We're, we're not important. We're trying to check our ego. That's still an egotistical way of looking at it, kind of. What if they're not even here for us? Well, what see, now that that's. That's in, that's interesting. That's something that I will almost at this stage right now I will almost buy into that. We the, automatically put ourselves in the center of the universes, which is what's got yeah. us in this trouble to begin with. They're trying to come back and talk to the whales that yeah. you know actually know what the fucks up, yeah. and 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 you know the only thing they're saving for us is is anal probes, which <laughs> which which we, we deserve. Did they give you an anal probe? Ah, what's an anal probe? That's when they put this big metal hoopajou up your butt. Whoa, they gave you an anal probe, Cartman? No, I mean, <clears throat> why would they do that? Dude, they did, huh? Aliens stuck stuff up your ass. Um, that that is kind of true. The whole so long and thanks for all the fish uh, analogy of of this. Um, I I I I will cop to this. My intellectual curiosity about this whole phenomena is higher than it has been since I was probably a preteen, okay? There's no question, there is no question in my mind that these, uh, you know, our our fighter pilots, our, our pilots have been seeing things mm -hmm. in the sky that defy simple explanation. Defy yeah. simple explanation. They're not just weather balloons. Uh, you know, the Chinese have copped to weather balloons. Um, defy, and they defy even complex but, uh, 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 explanation because but, they're moving but fast and, and they're and, at angles. And, and see, that is the thing for me. That scientifically are not possible. Well, with our current level of technology... I will grant you that. My barrier happens when something starts to defy the laws of physics. Um, and honestly, none of these phenomena have defied the laws of physics. They've done things that we can't do with our technology. But there's nothing that says that you can't get an object or a thing 
uh, to make a hard right-hand turn at a supersonic speed. It's just something that we can't do. And it's also something that even if we could, we would not be able to survive as human beings. Okay. But it's more than just that too. I mean, we've we've seen uh, the the military uh, observe things that blink in and out of existence. Just disappear and appear someplace else. Don't blink in and out of existence. I'm going to bust that term. It blinks in and out of perception that it it appears okay, it appears that's, that's yeah because we can't speak to the phenomenological aspect of the reality of a thing in the dark in the air being monitored by lidar or radar okay but it appears to trained eyes that that is what is happening and that's what's interesting that we are observing a phenomena that to Eyes that are trained to be acute in that environment, mm-hmm. you know, fighter pilots' eyes, where mm-hmm. if you miss something out of your periphery, you're dead. Mm-hmm. I trust those eyes. And what's interesting to me is those people with those eyes are saying, I saw this and I've got it on my nose camera or I've got it on my secondary camera on my unit. And that generally jibes with what I saw with my own eyes. The place that I go to is Nikola Tesla was working on certain technologies that if they were to have been made extant, would have changed the course of human history. That's a very good thought, because, you know, when Nikola Tesla died, the G-men showed up to his room and took everything. Yes. And so whatever he was working on, whatever notes he had, and by the way, most of the, he didn't have a lot of notes because he kept a lot of this stuff in his head. It died with him. Uh, Quite a bit did. He did, he did actually have a lot, he did actually have a lot of notes, but the point is those notes were very disconnected. He was known for just writing down a thought, not putting a notation on the top of it that says this thought attaches to this project. And so- deep somewhere within the U.S. government. That is, the, and see, that's one of the intriguing things to me. Cue um, the scene of, of the ark in Noah, in, in Indiana Jones, going into that big Right, warehouse. the gigantic cavernous <laughs> warehouse, you know. Um, see, that, that, is, that is a real thing in this equation, mm-hmm. that, that we did have minds that saw ways to move towards these kinds of goals. I mean, Nikola Tesla had it to where he lit up a field of like a thousand light bulbs Mm -hmm. that were literally just planted in the ground. He was transmitting electrical energy to them to where they illuminated. Mm -hmm. Of course, we've got the whole Wardenclyffe project where he was working towards being able to wirelessly transmit electricity to power not things but cities and we have to remember if it weren't for nikola tesla we wouldn't have things like microwave ovens radio television uh you know so many things on and on and on and on and that a mind like that gave any room for things like 
invisibility, teleportation, um, you know, wireless transfer of, of significant amounts of electricity. One incredible mind thought that those things had potential. Oh, yeah. And that's the only reason why I'm not saying this is complete and utter bullshit. Kick off with uh, uh, Mark's recovery session of what's I think we, Mark's gears. I think we are. Um, okay. <laughs> because I owe you. <laughs> hey, I cop to it. You were so yeah, indignant too. It was, it was really sweet. It was charming. But we know who you are, Andy. And yeah, it's that's like, true. It's like, you're not the only one in the room with this issue. No, absolutely not. And it's just, and seriously, you're going to be blaming it on my 55-year-old adult brain going, no, I swear he said something. Oh, no. He had you... to have said something. Oh, shit, he didn't no, say No, I, I, I was watching the episode. Say a goddamn and, thing. And, and no. Mark, I got to cop to something and apologize. I noticed you tried to interject once or twice while I was yammering on, and I just stormed right past you without There's circling really... back. And it's... I'm sorry for that. No, it, and, you know, um, uh, we should all just let those things go because <clears throat> we all probably do them all the time. I know I do. Yeah. And um, it, it took a while. You know, it's funny. Um, this is probably, I don't know, like 20 years ago. So this can, this can be my gripe, Andy, This because this actually bears on all of us. All right. I'll throw the uh, intro in after you're done. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. You can do that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, about 20 years ago. No, what year is this? So this is like 2023. Jesus fucking Christ. I have been forsaken. Okay. Right. So... Uh. So 17 years ago, when I got uh, early in the 2000s, I got neck deep with the Democratic Party up in Washington County because there were like 10 of us. Yeah, I was just going to say all seven of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and had, the bunch of us who came in at that time actually had to kind of nudge the party over because being Washington County, they didn't want anybody else in their club, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, we kept saying things like, well, we need to have like votes and stuff. Oh, you know, Mark, you don't really understand how we do things here. It's like, I guess not. Anyway, what I learned from this was that, um, and I learned this about myself, and I'm, I'm still not good at it, but I learned it then, which was that uh, I got I got frustrated talking to uh, all the other people in the party at these meetings and stuff like that, because I didn't feel they were listening to me properly. <laughs> And fortunately for me, I didn't embarrass myself too much. I realized, I thought to myself, what's my normal life like? And my normal life is literally, I walk into a room filled with people. And they listen to you. They immediately shut up and pay attention to me. <laughs> and then, so I was like, oh yeah, we better we better not bring that habit here. Uh, TikTok, some years go by. Um, we got through Obama, and uh, the party was taken over by a new, some new people, uh, one of whom was a their teacher, and the other one was a lawyer. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and I'm sitting watching them, like, talk through, um, and just, uh, this will, they know who they are, so they're, they're okay with this, but it's like, 
we, you know, one of the strengths that, that I had managed to accomplish when I was working with the party was we reached out to the high schools on the supposition that in four years, everybody there would be voting, right? Mm -hmm. And so we got, you know, we got Democratic clubs set up in the high schools. There was already a Republican one there, you know. Oh, yeah, they've been, really, they've been really good at that for a long time. They right. started in the 70s, man. Mm -hmm. it was, they started with the, uh, you Young know. The, Republicans. Uh, the, the, Young yeah, the Republicans. Yeah, brainwashing, yep. even then. Yeah. And, so, and before um, that, it was the JCs. And, right. Oh, and, yeah, know, good point. There you go. So, um, uh, but we'd gotten in there. And so, like, actually... By the time Obama came, three or four of our high school students actually went to work for Obama as like organizers in Ohio and New York and other places. It was really okay. awesome. Okay. Well, time goes by. Act 10 happens and we're moving along. And um, I managed to grab a bunch of these unbelievably spirited, smart high school kids who were up to date with the TikTok and the YouTubes and the, you know, whatever it was mm -hmm. at the time. And um, Face grinder. The face, so, yeah, so, <laughs> face grinder. I that just came up awesome. with that right we now. We need so. that. TM. Uh, yeah, face grinder. <laughs> it, it's uh, any content you. It's it's all about selecting your reality and selecting your content. Yeah. If if if, if it jives with what you believe, swipe yeah. right. If it yeah. doesn't, swipe oh. left. <laughs> oh, we might have just that, that might More make merch. us some money. Yeah, More merch. that add, would be add really add cool. Add to the right. Carry on. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, of course, what happened immediately was the lawyer um, forgot that he was actually talking to high school students. Right. And I had brought this up. I brought it in. It's like, so these guys are really hip to the, you know, they know what everybody's watching in the high schools. They're on task with all of this. Let's have them do a bunch of videos and post them up and then we're good to go. There you go. And so this yeah. particular lawyer, they, so we, I got the kids to show up to this meeting, right, with adults and everything. And they were like juniors and sophomores. So you can imagine mm -hmm. for them, it was probably weird. And then the lawyer gets up and proceeds to go on for about 20 minutes about what the videos should be. Ugh, okay. And it's like, it's like you, 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 uh, it's always a danger when, <laughs> when you're used to being able to hold forth and then you suddenly discover that it's like, yeah, you don't need to do that. Um, yeah. Um, I've learned this in meetings. In fact, now I'm just absenting myself from, there's a big meeting on Wednesday when the new provost is going out to our campus to talk about the future of our campuses, which is a big deal in Wisconsin right now. Yeah. Because uh, the state legislature, the zombie legislature is still, you know, going crazy. Um, you should read my latest Substack, by the way. It's it's called "It's Not About the Drag Queens." Excellent Ooh. link. Yeah. Link in oh, the description. I really want to read that because yeah. I've yeah. been pondering well, this whether whether or not they're really upset about the drag queens or the books. See, so I, my, what I'm saying is, it's not any of those things. That's what it's okay. going to be. It's like I kept. I actually Googled. Uh, so this is the intro. This is how this whole thing got his burn got started. Is I Googled. Um, Nazis, where there were Nazis <laughs> demonstrating at a drag queen lunch or a brunch in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Which is the sort of thing is my first thought was, wow, Columbus, way to go. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're moved, we've got progress. Yeah. Anyway, at no, least they, yeah, they're having a drag queen brunch, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's it's a, a nice. It's nice. And Next, you know the food had Poughkeepsie. to be fabulous. Right. So, oh, yeah. so it was it had to have been a brunch. So yeah. Well, anyway, I, so I, it was just something about this that triggered me. I'm thinking, wait, what? So I Googled, and you should do this yourselves. I Googled drag queens and Nazis, and I got 6.7 million hits. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, uh, Chris, to answer your question, and with all deep love and respect to my friends in the drag and burlesque community, uh, the answer is, uh, are they more concerned about books versus drag queens? They're definitely more concerned about books because you can burn books, but you damn well better not try to burn a drag queen. Yeah. And all my (laughs) drag friends are going to know that because drag, my drag friends are absolutely flame proof. Um, uh, there you go. <laughs> so here's here's my question. Okay. This is not grinding my gears, but um, so we've got this thing, and you know we'll we'll kick to tie here in a second. Uh, even though this is such a great conversation, it's too bad that I'm not here to participate. We know. Thanks, Ty. Um, the latest news that's come out in the past week. You know, aside from certain people maybe possibly getting held accountable for their actions. Uh, (laughs) No politics. Um, We got this guy who came out. He was a former, uh, actually, let me get his credentials properly laid out. Uh, He was a, yeah, he was a, uh, oh, no, this is news of the weird. That's the wrong page. Oh, dear. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, well, actually, one of the great stories uh, uh, that's come across my plate in the last couple of days is a guy. <laughs> this was just this morning. Uh, guy had a dream, thought that he was being attacked, went at him with his pistol, I shot did. everybody. All the bad guys were killed. The last shot is when he shot himself in the leg and woke up from his dream. Huh. Yeah, we want we want people to have uh, unlocked loaded firearms with them when they violently dream. Couldn't he have used like a dream firearm and then he could have really, you know, ramped up to something. Don't you, know, you think? Yeah. The, BF, worthy, right? the BFG. Yeah. Subtle reference. Thank you, Andy, for that. Yeah. 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 That is that is a forever. I still remember where it was. I remember exactly where that sucker was. Exactly. Death matches. I do too. Absolutely. Everybody goes. goes Uh, I was just going to say, if I close my eyes. Yep. Got it. Yep. I still remember finding that sucker and going, that was too easy. But of course, you (laughs) need it. Yeah. But uh, I would would agree. Wouldn't you come in with a better weapon than a Glock? You know, if you're uh, dreaming, exactly. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I think I lost the thread here somewhere. So he was <laughs> asleep. He dreamed he killed a bunch of bad guys, shot himself in the leg and woke up. So yep. did he actually shoot people in reality? Well, no, just, while just, he was asleep? No, just oh, himself. He was just. Thank just, goodness. Uh, so he did actually have a gun while he was asleep and yep. shot himself in the leg. Yep. Huh. And what more can be said? So let's move on. Let's um, <laughs> Wait, what does Ty say? If I were here, I would tell you that's bullshit. Utter bullshit. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine, well, I guess. Yeah, Never mind. Um, oh, okay. But, you know, here, here's my question. We've got this guy, former intelligence operative, okay? Oh, okay. Not, generally speaking, not a crazy person. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, this gentleman's name here is uh, David Grush, an Air Force veteran, former member of that task force, and veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, is formally blowing the whistle on secrets he says no one has ever shared publicly before. 
You are one of the most trusted former intelligence officials in the US defense and intelligence establishment. Yes, I was. You were trusted with the most intimate secrets. Yes. Grush sitting down with award-winning investigative journalist Ross Coldhart, who's reporting for News Nation and has spent years reporting on the UFO question. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived, it was a ruse. People started confiding in me, they approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program, they named the program, I've never heard of it, and they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. And this is actually the, the only reason why I'm giving this any kind of real weight is because um, both the House and the Senate are actually rather interested in hearing from oh, this guy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've gone through these waves of uh, apparent interest by Congress on the, you know, we'll call it UFO or UAP, whichever one you choose, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Project Blue Book in the 60s and 70s, and we did have some interest happening there. Late 90s, we had another go around where, um, you know, uh, there was some House subcommittee mm -hmm. doing something, you know, in charge yeah. of rubber band yeah. balls or something too. It does appear to me that we're moving into a slightly different place with this discussion, but it still brings around to me the question of why would any civilization so advanced to be able to traverse time and space even bother with us? If you think about how far they had to come to get here, for starters, then there's some if if this is the case right you can you can do this work backwards right we're a long way from anything right and unless they're doing some sort of generational travel but it's like no no so maybe they'd have to they'd have to be able to bend space they have some sort of warp drive right something like that and you know the warp drive thing we is another cyclical thing about every 10 or 15 years somebody comes up with a new posit as to why it is possible i don't mean to invalidate the arguments or the question however when we frame the question in our standards that humans can comprehend with uh, working from our base of knowledge and our ideas of distance and time yeah uh, first of all, I, uh, yes, by our standards, we're we're like way out in the backwater, far away from anything because we can't get to anything else. Now, by a different standard, by a higher, more advanced standard, to your uh, you know to circle back into your question, 
Andy. You know, we may just be the 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 idiots in the in the trailer down by the river, and they come down to you know point and laugh. Right? We're not. We're, I, 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 we would be sea monkeys at best. Oh my God! The tiny underwater civilization has advanced hundreds of years. Look, there's a library and a temple and a. They think I'm God. Yes! I am God of the sea, people! Well, sure. <laughs> you know, and, and, that's and it, really how I look at well, it. Well, and it could be that they've noticed, okay, you know, this 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 little wet planet on the ass end of uh, the Milky Way, you know, has has developing life, <laughs> appears to have developing intelligence. Mostly uh, harmless. Let's, let's, right? let's kind of keep an eye on them and, and, and see how it progresses. But my thing with that, is that I understand what you were trying to do with it, Chris, but that is still a very anthropocentric view of the whole paradigm. Well, you can't get around it. I mean, well, sure, right? sure I can. I can easily sidestep that by saying, <laughs> look, if you go back to the Fermi paradox, which is honestly the bellwether of this whole phenomenon, right? You know, Enrico Fermi talking with, uh, you know, the great and the good of 1950s physics. You know, we're, they were all saying, well, life, life should be ubiquitous. Life should be everywhere. And, you know, he very famously yelled out in the middle of lunch, then where is everybody? Yeah. Um, you know, and that, of course, sponsored Frank Drake uh, a decade or so later to come up with the Drake equation, which is a simple symbolic mathematical formula that says there what should the likelihood. be likelihood. Yeah. And even Drake got busted with an anthropocentric critique saying well you're making a lot of assumptions about how important humanity might be in the grand scheme of things my point is you know and if you do any reading in hard science fiction uh and and by hard science fiction i don't mean the classics not the bradbury's uh as as ursula? good as they were uh i would actually couch ursula closer to hard science fiction than somebody like bradbury would now i'm talking about people like um uh, my big guy is a guy named Alistair Reynolds, who is a uh, Scottish author. He's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, wrote um, Chasm City and uh, 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 Revelation Space. They're incredible novels. But a lot of people in the hard science fiction world have said, you know, really, we've got we've got three options here in this analysis. Mm -hmm. And these options are number one. They aren't there, okay? Now that doesn't mean that there's no life elsewhere in the universe. It just means that there is no other intelligent life capable of traveling great distances in space. Then we've got the we come in peace phenomenon. We come in peace. We come in peace. We come in peace. So that means that they are good enough to get here. 
But if they're good enough to get here, if they are that advanced a civilization that they traversed all that way, um, and and the the sheer amount of resources it would take to do something like that. If you come in peace, why the fuck are you hiding from us? Shouldn't they just come down on the clouds and say, we're here mm. to save you dumb monkeys from yourselves? Prime directive. Um, uh, yeah, but the, the prime directive was a wonderful MacGuffin, uh, but, but it really was nothing more than a MacGuffin, you know? Well, uh, sure, and, and, but, but, you know... You're not going to spend an entire civilization's worth of energy going someplace to not actually go there, to just watch on a big screen in your ship, you know? Well, I, yeah, and, and, well, and, and makes how, no do we sense. Know, how do we know that they aren't here? I, uh, I, lack of tangible evidence. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, the other thing is that if if you got if you have the technology to go this far, there would be no way you would accidentally break a ship and wind up having it smash into the middle of New Mexico. You'd, you'd be better than that. Your technology would be so advanced. Uh, yeah, I was. I wasn't thinking about. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about uh, New Mexico. So, but, so yeah. uh, well, what I'm saying is that no detectable evidence. If if a civilization is that powerful, they would have no qualms coming down and talking to us, and maybe swallowing a guinea pig by dislocating their jaw. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 Another great the, callback. <laughs> the third. The third part here is this. Uh, you know, if they're not coming in peace, then all the aliens just woke up and chose violence. And if that were the case, they sure as fuck wouldn't try to hide from us. They would just be stormtroopering down. It would be ID4 and, uh, you know, we'd be counting on a Will Smith slap to save us. Yeah, we'd be done pretty quick, I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah, okay, okay, so, so I'm going to circle back to your earlier argument and say, Okay, yeah, they came, they looked, they said, yeah, nothing of interest here, and they moved on. <laughs> that, I, I, would f I would believe that more than any of the other posits. Or, or, uh, or, or, or yeah, or, 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 you know, these talking monkeys aren't worth bothering with. You know, the dimension to this that, that, that fascinated me for years um, is not whether or not they exist, but the questions about what our response to that whole question should be. And yeah. we haven't really taken this seriously. And, and I'm still kind of irked about this because it was actually something Ronald Reagan said. Uh, uh, and it made sense. And that really bothered me. <laughs> it really bothered me. I, I bet you I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Is this the conversation with him and... Um... And uh, Gorbachev, I th I, they were, yeah, and he was like, "What if there's, you know, what if there's aliens that come to the planet, and we should be, you know, thinking about that?" And so here's, and of course, my little philosopher's brain spun out the op options, which we just heard. You guys just went through the kind of multiple possibilities, but in each of those cases, it's really interesting. Is like, so okay, um, and let's just make this a binary <laughs> to make it easy. Sure. Either uh, we're not alone in the universe, right? So far, so good. That's one. Mm -hmm. Or uh, we are. Mm -hmm. So far, so good. Okay. Now, if we're not alone in the universe, then we should really think about what our relationship should be to these other creatures, right? And we should start thinking about our life as a species, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're alone in the universe, right? If we're the only accidental evolved consciousness in the entire fucking universe, we, I, 
off the top of my head, I would say we should take that like seriously. Real fucking seriously. seriously. And it's like, yeah. we're the only, this is the only terrarium here. <laughs> right? There's, exactly. There, there's yeah. no way out of the glass. The, and it's uh, like, the, the and, thing that you brought up with, with Reagan, mm -hmm. it, it struck me quite significantly. And that is an, another possible leaf in this in this compendium of of possibilities and you know reagan when meeting uh gorbachev uh said well you know what would happen if if aliens landed in the united states and started trying to take over the place and he looked at gorbachev and he said would you help us yeah. and gorbachev it, without missing a beat went of course we would and yeah. reagan responded back we would too See, um, and it's like, but this is this this also gives a sense about, you know, we should be thinking about who we are and how we're going to survive for the next thousand years. The interesting thing, though, to me was that if we're if there's nobody else in the universe, the answer is exactly the same. Same, right? It's the yeah. Same. It's one of those yeah. things where you get the the. It's like it doesn't matter, you know, whether there's a million or whether they've shown up or not. And, Same and that was that was an incredibly teachable moment. That conversation between Gorbachev and Reagan that. Every single fucking one of us missed and failed the lesson, <laughs> which was we need some sort of external existential threat. Yeah, before well, we start us playing to nice. come together and recognize each other as humans and recognize that we are all sharing the same tiny, tiny little planet. Yeah, and it, and that. It, and that and that we should fucking figure out how to get along. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, well we never have. So. I was just gonna say, historically speaking, we we haven't done real good with that. No, it's you know? not a thing. And I, what I keep coming, one of the things I keep coming back to, and you guys should tell me what you think about this too, because it's it's one of those um, things I've been hearing over the years, and I'm sort of still chewing through. Mm. Um, we didn't evolve as a species to live on the planet that we're on right now. Mm -mm. Right. We've terraformed the whole thing. Right. Oh, and absolutely. There's, like, there's like way too many of us. Have you tried to find parking lately? Right. And it's <laughs> no, like, I, no, because I don't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, so. you see, you don't because it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a mess. pain in the ass. And, 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 uh, and have you seen the price of eggs? That's right. And <laughs> it's like, demand it's like economics. <laughs> when, when I, when usually when I start this with, when I do this in class, when I do environmental ethics, which I'm getting ready for in this, in the fall, is the first thing I tell them now is like, here's why the, the only reason that any of this matters because it because 100 years ago these questions were like didn't matter was that and now it's happened because i'm old enough when i was 18 so when i was 18 so i'm there you know when i was their age um there were half as many people in the world yeah i know and it's like you know you look at that you go i'm sorry what yeah it's like in my lifetime there's twice as many humans which means there's half as much stuff yep as there used to be and it's like so, you know, it's like, are we going to get along with each other? You know, we're an adaptive species, Chris, right? So it's like, we only, we adapt to our circumstances. And so, and not well, right? It's like, we're really slow. And so, you know, I keep thinking that the only thing that's going to maybe be big enough is when that ice shelf in Antarctica, right? Finally falls into the Pacific, and then we lose Fiji and the Seychelles and, and, and most of and Florida. Greenland's green again. Mm -hmm. uh, right and so it's like you know maybe we'll lose some people in florida that would be terrible mm -hmm. you were the chosen one it was said that you would destroy this and not join them 
bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. So what's the big fucking deal? What the fuck are we doing out here? I ask you. <clears throat> but it's also yeah. going to it's also going to submerge a lot of the arable farmland in China. Mm -hmm. I wonder what'll happen then. Yeah, so, that's going to be hugely <laughs> problematic. Yeah, that's a mess. I, but it's like, I'm not even sure that'll be enough because it's like people are going to, you know, well, you know, that was pretty oh. bad, but we live in Minnesota. So, <laughs> and, and so actually, we're going to, okay. everything's going to be fine, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's sure, it's fine. And, and uh, you know, a lot of prognosticators look at that approaching crisis and anticipate that we are going to go exactly the opposite direction because resources mm -hmm. are going to become more scarce. We're not going to pull together and work oh, it no. out. Nah. We're going to start fighting Thunder over the resources <laughs> and, and it's going to result in much more violence and war and, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking more of a, you know, the mice always, the, the rats always turn on each other, right? In the cage. Absolutely. It's so, weird that you mentioned that I just watched uh, a piece uh, on that, that the mouse utopia experiment. Where, where mice were given like everything a mouse could want for their entire lives in this huge little mouse metropolis. And uh, as uh, for a while, things were good. And then suddenly there was a population explosion because, you know, it's it's the mouse baby boom. And then suddenly a, a generation or two after that, um, they just started, they, it just went totally Lord of the Flies and started eating each other. And by the end of this experiment, there were no mice left because they didn't have to work for anything. So they just started viciously attacking each other because they were bored. In the lead up to this, certain of the male mice began continually mating with whatever mouse happened to be around, be it male or female. Many of the mice also began to simply kill and eat one another, despite the abundance of other food sources. Um, <laughs> before we go, Ty, do you get that's bullshit utter bullshit no okay fine well i tell you what folks that wraps it up for this rather weird episode of keep oh, your hat before on we like, go out, Andy, exceptional no, yes no we I'm have sorry. a new we have a new viewer uh, my one of my ukulele uh, cousins i know no yeah hey. joe froge joe's joe. out there man joe, hey, joe. Shout, out, shout out to joe Thank so you, it was Joe. Great seeing you, bro. I'm sorry we didn't get to spend more time with each other. There you go. There's your your. We're grateful for your eyes slash ears, <laughs> Joe. Um, but yeah, weird episode, kind of pasted together. Yeah. That's just how it goes, you know. And to wrap it up, and all our wonderful philosophizing uh, falls on the floor because none of us are actually really here, and this is nothing but a holographic simulation. It it's is. okay. <laughs> it's a convenient AI generated. One. Right, exactly. Oh, imagine what imagine what the world would be like if it was just prompted out by Chat GTP. Don't you remember that we tried this with the first iteration of the Matrix? It was beautiful. Don't yep. you remember? Yeah. And people it wouldn't accept perfect. the programming. Yeah, we wouldn't accept nope. it. Yeah. No, I just wanted a I just want a steak. I just want a nice steak. So all right, folks, on that note, wear the hats. I'm Andrew. That's Dr. Mark. That's Chris. Thanks, Ty. And we will see you again. But remember, keep your hat on because we might wind up, end up miles from here. Anyways, take care, everybody. We will see you later. Be good to each other. Bye. Well, there's a chunk of time you can't get back. From Portland, Oregon and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this has been Keep Your Hat On. A big little show about a whole lot of nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is a narrowband broadcast network production association with andrewscottmedia.com andrew scott executive producer 
Robert Anthony and Chris Ficano, associate producers. Our theme music was written and produced by Andrew Scott, along with guitar help from Ron Kajawa. Website design and maintenance by Ficano Creative. Chris Ficano, webmaster. Available at ficanocreative.com. Audio and video production by Andrew Scott. Available at andrewscottmedia.com. Got ideas or comments for the show? Email us at talkback at kyhopodcast.com. Don't forget to like, click, and subscribe. On behalf of the boys, I'm your announcer, Ron LaFondue. Thanks for listening. I guess. What are you doing? Just watch. It's a miracle. How would you do that? I'm not going to eat a dead bird, am I? (laughs) NBBN. The Narrow Band Broadcast Network. The focus is on you.